this is Tia with the Sit With This Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Sit With This Pod. We are talking greasy. What's up, you guys? My name is Kim. Hey, it's your boy, Darnell. And we're in the same studio together. Oh, my God. You know, we've not had an episode together in a while, right? I mean, and you've done fine, and I've done fine. And the important thing <sighs> is, uh, you know, they got an episode every week. Yeah, but I miss us being a duo. Oh, that's cute. But anyway... Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, we're actually recording the day of our live show. So y'all will hear this after it's already happened. But um, thank you, everyone who came out. We really appreciate it. It's weird saying that before the shit actually happens. But (laughs) thank you guys for coming out. We really appreciate it. It was our one year anniversary celebration. And there will be more things to come in the future. But we just wanted to say we really appreciate everybody who fucks with us enough to actually come out to something that we put together. And man, and uh, definitely shout out uh, Deron and Motor Dunn. And, yes. And if and just in case you've been living under a rock, we've been sponsored by uh, Takin for these past uh, few weeks. And, yes. And you know, if you uh, go to our Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, you can definitely see uh, Takin Tuesday. And we we rocking with them just the way they rocking with us, and we appreciate it. Yes, they were actually our liquor sponsor for the event. So if you didn't go, you missed out on some free Takin. These past couple of weeks, we have seen a lot of celebrities wear their blackness on their sleeves. And here's my thing. I really feel like it's a strange thing to have to be apologetic for that. I don't subscribe to that personally. Being black is who I am. And for me to do something that is aligned with black culture does not mean that I'm racist against somebody else. First thing first, let's quit having that goddamn conversation because anytime black people love themselves or shout out themselves or build themselves up, it's a problem. I don't understand. I mean, I understand because, like, literally, no other race on planet Earth do they get a little hissy fit when black people, like, except for black people, and they be like, hey, I like being black. I support black people. What you doing? What you mean? But you should support you should support everyone. Um, first thing first, I'm black. I learned a long time ago black people ain't got no allies. For somebody's fucking with the black community, I'm not saying all the time, but a lot of the time, it's to take. Mm. Like, well, I mean, I, I see what you're saying. Let's give this conversation some context, okay? So recently the Emmys happened. Yeah. And the the goddess, the queen. Issa Rae was there um, looking statuesque. And one of the reporters uh, was there asking her questions. And she said, who are you rooting for? And Issa Rae said, "Uh, I'm rooting for everybody black. And she was like, "I'm, I'm just being honest. And I know that if you are black and you are listening to this, or if you are any sort of minority and you're listening to this, you can relate to that because we are not we are not represented. A lot of times when you watch these big Hollywood productions, like yeah. these big award shows, you can count probably on two hands how many black people are are nominated for something. And if they are nominated, it's the same people over and over again. You don't see new faces. And you know what's and you know what's fucked up? That nobody ever let's get the elephant out the room. Whenever you wanna start a, a network or keep your network from falling off, you get a black show. Wait, what? Think about it. UPN was the shit. Then it switched to CW. And then it switched to all them white shows. Because you remember UPN used to be the shit. You used, it did. It like it, it had you for majority of the week. And matter of fact, let's 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 go to more recent times. Uh Showtime. Take away power. Are you really fucking with Showtime? That's stars. Okay. Stars. Yeah. Are you fucking with stars without... That's the only reason why I have stars. Thank you. Okay, take off Insecure HBO. That's the only reason why I have HBO. 
Thank you. And I'm not, and it could be different for other people because you got Game of Thrones, you got all them other, uh, you got ballers. I don't fuck with Game of Thrones. You got, it's just boring. Uh, you got ballers, you got all them other shows. But at, but for real, whenever you want to make your shit hot, you go get some black talent. That's just what it is. If you want to start a network, could, okay, let's go back a little bit further. Uh, NBC, The Cosby Show. They were on NBC? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it, t- you can't look me in the eye and say the comedy show didn't take NBC well, to the next was, level. That was prop- that show is still in syndication. Thank you. It has not been off syndication. I don't. Okay, it didn't start getting off syndication until Bill Cosby, his his rape yeah. allegations started kicking up dust and shit. That's when they started pulling his show. But I don't then. think it ever went off completely. Same thing with Fresh Prince, Prince of Bel-Air. And Martin. Never been off syndication. It's been syndicated I, on at least one channel since the show aired. Since 95, 96, 97. Come yeah, on, 92, 93 for well, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, I think. Bro, think about that. You made a TV show so good, somebody can grow up watching it and their kids can watch all of it. Do you know how rare that is? You only, know what? Only a few shows really get that. You know what? Now that I think about it, there are lots of black shows like that. I think um, Sanford and Son. I don't good think times. That, I don't think that's been off syndication since the fucking seventies. Good time, nigga. We was watching Good Times in the nineties. Yes. We was watching uh, Sanford and Son almost close to the two thousands. Yes. If not, still I still n- watch it. It's on um, TV One. Exactly. Jefferson's. Still. Yeah. I mean, like I said, if you want your network to grow, you get some black ass TV shows. I didn't even think about that, but you know what? It's like a it's like it's like the real estate rule. Like you can have you have one. Yeah. You can have, you know, maybe two if you want to push the envelope, but if you get too many, you become a black channel. And then that's when you limit the people who are gonna actually watch your channel. I mean, I feel you. I feel the same way about uh, like that show Blackish. Blackish is one of the few reasons I fuck with ABC. But if it wasn't for that, like Marvel agents and and those uh, well, I don't watch football anymore because you know for obvious reasons. Uh, but uh, we don't get to that. If it wasn't for a football game, Blackish. Or a Charlie Brown special that they have on October. <laughs> For real. I, I fuck with Charlie Brown. That, sh- that shit's classic. I ain't no friend. If, if I was Charlie Brown, I would have stopped fucking with them niggas a long time ago. You got me fucked up. I solve all your problems, and you always want to talk shit about me. Every day. <laughs> I can't get no football. Well, fuck out of here. <laughs> I'm dead at what you just said. Anyway, um, okay, so Issa Rae got lots of backlash about that comment because— Why? Well, here's here's the reason why. Mm-hmm. It's the all lives matter mentality. Oh, hey, sh- it's okay. Man. I know. It's the well. There are so shut why your would ass. You, why would you make this about race? There are so many people, talented people there who were um, nominated. Why do you have to make this a race first, issue? First thing. This first, is an award show. First thing first. Shut up. Like damn. Like. Black people get one win and it, and we supposed to be quiet about it. That's what pisses me off. Well, see, here's the here's the thing that is that shows how fucking stupid that is. Okay. You can you can say in one breath, "Why are you saying this? There are so many people of so many different races here represented. This is supposed to be a melting pot. Uh all actresses matter." And then oh my God. the same night the same night in 2017, 2017, a black person can be the first, first of his kind, the first black person to win a comedy, win an award for comedy director in a series, which was um, Donald Glover. In 2017, he's just now the first black person. So, how does it, why can you not compute that she would say some shit like that? That is why. That. I mean, listen, it's so many people waiting on that validation from the Oscars, the Emmys, and all them. And I'm like, nigga, we been dope. Because, uh, you know, we trying to win uh, win the, uh, the Cosign uh, Awards. But at the end of the day, and, you know, shout out KG. Yeah. Uh, 
at the end of the day, I'm not I'm not tripping either way. Cause I know I know this is dope. Mm-hmm. I agree. We and by we I mean black people, we have we have had to come to terms that we don't have a lot of people in our corner. No. So it's not lost on us that we may have to just big ourselves up instead of looking to all these other outside entities to give us recognition. Because if we're looking for recognition from everybody else, we're going to be looking until we die most of the time. I mean, and we are we are the people who create the fucking culture that is getting awarded a lot of times. And yet we're the last ones to see any sort of residuals. But that's the that's what happens when we're not in positions of power to be able to make any sort of change. Oh, no, 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 no. We're, we're, we've always been in a position of power. You just got to understand that there's always a swindler swindler right up under your nose. You you make all this dope shit, you do all this great stuff, and there's somebody leeching up off of you or trying their hardest to downplay how great uh, y- your stuff is. It, it, it's always happened. And we got to get the elephant out the room. Whether we want to admit it or not, a lot of black people want their white acceptance. But it's not, no. But what I said is, when you're not in positions of power, you can make the culture all you want to. But as long as you are at the bottom, as long as you are a peon just making some dope shit, and somebody with the bags can come along and swipe that shit, it don't mean shit that you created it. It At the end of the day, it's going to get to the point where don't nobody know who you are. They're going to be known for it because they are the ones in a position of power to be able to make to put it out to the different channels that they need to. Perfect example. I just saw, a, I just read an article about um, Lil Uzi Vert. His last tour, the EXO, uh, EXO Life Tour, he made, holy shit, he made $800,000 off that tour. That tour made over $1 billion with a B dollars. The artist who made all of the music, the artist who was the reason why that tour happened, did not even break one million. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, but we talked about this in uh, We Are the Culture episode. I mean, you you have to before you start creating all this, you really gotta come into it knowing your worth. Because if you don't. Oh, psh, motherfuckers will get a, a heavy discount on your ass. Because everybody was talking uh, shit about Dave Chappelle uh, back when, when he uh, wanted to quit doing the Dave Chappelle show. And they was trying to offer him $60 million. Don't you know that show at that time easily anywhere from $350 million For to sure. five? For sure. Easy. If they, like, I, don't, I, don't care, I don't care what race you was. Literally, everybody watched that show. Exactly. Everybody. If if they were trying to offer him sixty million, it was easily worth probably five times that. They're not gonna give you the best offer up front. They're gonna give you some low ball bullshit. Of course. That's what they did for for him. And the king of know your worth is Jay Z. Jay Z recently turned down the NFL to perform at the 2018 Super Bowl. I want to see. I want to get your thoughts about that. Okay, well, first thing first, uh, shout out to uh, Hove. You know, uh, I'm not going to talk about uh, you uh, as a rapper, but as a person, I got to give you your cool points Cause, uh, because maybe the maybe the bread wasn't good or maybe you just uh, took, a, took a stand because he has taken stands in the past silently. Uh, uh, you know, when Ferguson and all that other crazy stuff was happening in Houston, you know, his wife is down there feeding the people. And then behind the scenes, you know, in uh, Ferguson, uh, those kids who got arrested unjustly, he paid their bail. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I mean, I, I can't I can't shit on Jay-Z because, I mean, and people uh, business wise, hey, Jay-Z in the sense that he he's made it this far. He's the one that got away, in my opinion. Exactly. He's making the moves that lots of other white people in power have been able to do. And 
with his power, he's able to be as unapologetic about his blackness as he possibly can be. And that's what I think fucks people up. Because when you make it that far and you're that rich, you can do and say whatever the fuck you want to. And people can't do anything but respect it or hate it. And that's where he is at this point. He's finally gotten to the point where he can let his nuts hang. And I feel like that was probably the best movie could have made, especially when he, he's he been supporting Colin Kaepernick the past, I don't know, last couple of, right when I first heard about that, maybe it was a couple weeks ago or maybe a month ago. Yeah. Um, he, I feel like he did that in order to make a statement about how bullshit the NFL is for basically making a rule to where people in the league can't make any sort of political statement. I mean, first thing first, let's let's not do that. Because uh, I know you're working for a company, and I know if you work under somebody, you can't say what you really want to all the time. Hence why we had this podcast and nobody tell us what to do. Even though we're on a bunch of outlets, I mean, we, we got control, but... But for uh for the average person, nah, you gotta give up them nuts. You gotta be quiet. For somebody who's making millions of dollars? Period. Period. Okay, now this is you didn't see what I'm saying this a few weeks ago. You was calling people coons who was doing who was doing that. Yeah, but I'm saying that is the routine. You have to give up your nuts. You don't have to do that. It's gonna be a harder road for you if you're vocal. I will say that. But there is somebody out there who's going to support you. That's the reason why Colin Ka- Kaepernick is going to be able to stay afloat. There are all sorts of people who are trying to get him booked for speaking engagements and, sh- and shit like that. It may not be the NFL, but they're going to be paid because he's he's saying what he needs to say. And there are people out there who fuck with that and they're going to give him money for that. I mean, yeah, but at the end of the day, it is. <laughs> The, the bad thing about this is this whole ripple effect in the NFL. Like, uh, the, what was the lady uh, reporter? Jamel Hill. Yeah, she's uh, over here, you know, talking about the president, saying he's a white supremacist or has white supremacist talking points, which is 100% true. It's not even up for debate. And and she's she she literally would have lost her job if those two uh, black brothers didn't back up and said, "Listen, if you fire her, uh, we ain't working." It like literally, I'm starting to see the community get a little bit a little bit bigger. But this is what I piss. This was pissing me off. All these common uh, companies are coming out the woodworks with this. Uh, we do not support that type of rhetoric. Like I like I bet you I bet you, and I said this in the car. I said. I said, thank God when Issa Rae said, I'm vote, I'm uh, rocking with everybody, but HBO, shut the fuck up. Because, <laughs> I mean, because yeah. you know how fucked up that would have sound? Hey, I support every every black person here. HBO does not uh, respect or <laughs> or condone those um, those messages. Like, what? Here's Okay, here's the difference between Jamel, to me, and Colin Kaepernick. Damn, nigga, what's in there? An anvil? Uh, continue. Ain't nothing left. Um, <laughs> so here's the difference between Jamel Hill and Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick is paid to throw a ball, okay? Or was paid to throw a ball. There is nothing, nobody is coming to Colin Kaepernick to... Yes, because it's a celebrity, they're coming to him for commentary. But for the most part, his job is just to throw a ball. I'm not trying to downplay what it means to be a football player because it is grueling. I understand that there's lots of skill that has to that is behind being a football player. However, those are two different stages. When you are in the media, you have to censor yourself greatly. Because you represent a media outlet as a media correspondent, and that is what Jamel Hill is. The NFL does not have any sort of political affiliation. They are a they're a they're the avenue for people to watch a game. 
I can't I can't tell because I mean literally why okay you say they don't side with any political party or any quote unquote movement but my thing is you you over here you hire ex-cons rapists uh uh domestic abusers I mean like let's not act like the moral bar is super What's high What's that to do with politics No what I'm, I'm saying is if you allow all that then why are you so scared of quote unquote free speech? Somebody's political stance, people get touchy about that because in recent years, political the 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 wave of politics has become very racially divided just because of who we have as a president. And so well, that I think touches a nerve a little bit more because it affects literally everybody. Who somebody raped or beat up or whatever don't have shit to do with nobody but the people who were involved. And that is the reason why they take that more seriously, in my opinion, than the um, outside affairs of the people who play in the NFL. Yeah, but uh, I mean, but I, I mean, even though she's was just speaking of mine and I thought you would respect, uh, especially with your uh, journalistic background, that th- there was no lie. Like, like, I didn't I got, say I got, there was I, a lie. Now, nah, if she was over here, even though it's him, even if she was spreading lies about him and, and you know, false propaganda, I'd be like, okay, you're doing too much, even, even with him. Even him. But she wasn't. She was just stating facts and and... And and the messed up thing is when we talk about sports show, they are really starting to get very blurry with that line between sports, politics, the news, and everything. How can you be blurry with that? One is sports and one is politics. I don't get it. That's the reason why I don't feel like. Do I think she should have been fired for the statements? I'm biased because I believe what she said was true. However, when you are a media correspondent, you are not supposed to make statements like that. And the reason why I'm saying this is because this is this is the type of shit that you learn in journalism school. Like you can't you, whatever you say is going to represent or go back to the media outlet that you represent. That's the reason why you have to tell the line as far as what you're going to put out to your audience, no matter if that is her personal account or not, that is representing ESPN in a sense, because she is a correspondent for ESPN. Now, the reason why I think that the, the players are different, it's a fucking game. Like it's what they do on the field and who they are outside of that are almost two completely different entities. Her, she is one Jamel. I mean, I mean, bull. The media will rush these players and ask them the most political of political questions. Like, like, and then, and then with that same token, be like, don't speak out about it. Like okay. they, li- I've literally seen them bum rush Marshall Lynch and a few other of these uh great players and ask them questions about you know Black Lives Matter. Yeah, and all this other stuff, and basically almost like like punking almost, and and then want to sit up here and be like, well, you can't you uh you can't really say what's on your mind, and then I I get I give her the cool points because. I respect her professionalism beforehand. Sure. But there comes a time where you got the platform, you got the time. Why not use it? Okay, so so you flip-flopping. Because just a few minutes ago, you said you can't say everything that you want to say because you no, don't have I, the freedom to say that all the time. I am saying that in this environment, they condemn you for saying what you want to say, and they demand you give up your nuts. But at one point in your life, in trying times like now, you're going to have to open your damn mouth and spread the word. Colin Kaepernick did it. Jim Brown did it. A whole bunch of— He retracted that. Who? Jim Brown. The, we're, we're not insulting Jim Brown. Oh, uh, well, he insulted himself. No, we're not doing that. Okay. We're not, not here, not ever. Jim Brown has has been putting in 
work for the black community. Okay. And then in his older age, he has nothing and no one to look out for him. And I even even though Let's get the elephant out the room. He did some shaky stuff and said some shaky stuff. Okay. At the end of the day, that's a solid brother. Right. He had gang members in his house to, to stop beef. The a minister Farrakhan is his closest friend. Okay. At the end of the day, I don't guys like that who are willing to uh lose everything, rub people the wrong way to to speak some truth or try to get to a solution. I got to give you cool points. I'm not saying I wouldn't ever give him cool points for the th- things he said in the past. I'm saying right now, he's saying, are you an active, to Colin Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick, are you an activist or a football player? Listen. So what is that? Again. Again. At this point, I think he's, I think he's a, a little, this, this, he's getting up in age. Okay. My, mind frame's changing. But I think he's looking out for Kaepernick in some type of uh, way of fashion. I, th- is he saying the right things? Of course not. Like me myself, I'm. I don't always say the right things. And if you listen to the show, you think I I hate women. I'm mean, blah blah blah. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of people who who can generally rock with me or give me the cosign. Sure. And I feel that's the same way with him. I feel like sometimes you get jammed up in a place or you get to a dark place where. You by yourself. That's the only reason I give him pass. The only reason. Okay. Well, to get back to Jamel Hill, I I don't want this to be misconstrued. I'm not saying she was wrong for saying what she said. Yeah. If I was in her position, at some point, I pop my probably would have been caught with some shit like that on my Twitter or my Facebook or whatever. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you have to know what you signed up for as a, as a media correspondent, as somebody who was a part of the media. You have to know that you're under a microscope because whether you're actually on air or you're not, people take that as the views of the media outlet that you represent. When I was working at Star Local Media, I had to put on every single social media platform that I had that the views represented on this page are my own. And all of my colleagues had to do the exact same thing, no matter if I was sharing cat videos or if I was saying anything of political uh, of a political nature, I had to have that disclaimer because I did not want people to assume that my thoughts were the thoughts of Star Local Media. As, as fucking bitch-made as that is, in my opinion... As fucking bitch made as a lot of people are today who can't just hear somebody's opinion and simply just take it as that, that's where we are right now. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a lot of uh, weenie heads out here. Yes. And, and they don't and the fucked up thing is nobody has an original thought. Like if you tell me you you're a Christian, you're a feminist, you're you're uh this or that. I don't really feel like you came up with that idea. I feel like you just found your team, teamed up, and and you sticking with that team regardless. That's what everybody does. That's human nature. And, that, that, and that's not good. Cause yes, they, it is. I mean, that's not good because sometimes, depending on what it is, that could be a bad thing. Yes, that, without that, we would not have had the civil rights movement. Without that, we wouldn't be where we are. I mean, yeah, but like I said, group think ain't always positive. Like like you said, all those people came together, this is wrong, let's do better. But sometimes group think can, can be a stagnant, evil thing. It, it can be a double-edged sword sometimes. Well, I don't think it's always group think. Mm-hmm. What I think it, it is, is we're in an age right now where people just don't like to think, period. It's not even about group think. It's about, nigga, my brain is turned off. All the way off, yeah, and, 100%. And you, I just read some shit on Facebook. I didn't like it, so I'm about to like this group and see what they got going on, and I'm about to start being active with them. Yeah, Instead of yeah. taking that and then doing some research and figuring out if that's actually true or if that came from niggawemadethisup.com, and then... Man, that clickbait shit is, is a, making a killing... Like dead ass, you could just be strolling. Uh, uh, 
white cop kills black kid. Then you open it up, you know. It's that, a video cats. Like what? Like literally, like nobody, nobody ever takes the time to really have hear an idea that ain't theirs. That's why I like talking greasy, because believe me, we we've had so many different guests on here, and believe me, we haven't agreed often. Hell, me and Kim <laughs> don't agree often. Well, we'll never. This is a great place to take a break. We'll be right back on Talking Greasy. Hey, guys, we got a drink for you. It's called Taquin. It is a line of premium cocktails made with agave nectar, orange wine, and natural flavors for a exotic and fresh taste. And also, it comes in flavors such as passion fruit lime, cucumber lime, and also grapefruit. And you can find these great products at Specs, H-E-B, and at Kroger's of a low price of $12.99. We're back. We were talking about um, PC culture and how people cannot deal with the different difference in opinion. Um, and that is the reason why a lot of people are having such issues with black people saying what they need to say in the media, especially these celebrities. I feel like the ones who um, don't have a platform in which they say whatever the fuck they want to say, like maybe we would or like a comedian would. And hell, even comedians, because Dave Chappelle went under fire uh, earlier this year when he put out his Netflix specials because he was making comments about transgender people. So I don't feel like anybody is really under a shield or protected because of the platform that they have. No matter if you're if you're used to hearing somebody talk greasy, quote unquote, or if they have a squeaky clean image like Kevin Hart did prior to all the shit that's coming out now, you can't win. If you say whatever the fuck you want to say, and it's contrary to popular opinion. Which is weird because, you know, I, I would like to think I'm a truthful person. Uh, at the end of the day, nowadays, you being truthful is so against the grain. Like, the truth bothers people. Like, people ain't honest at their job. They're not honest with their girlfriends. They're not get, getting honest, being honest in these news articles. At the end of the day, it's like, damn, like... uh I mean, what message are we sending? I mean, if we can't if we can't speak frankly or have a safe place to to talk about this, then what are we doing? Because that's literally that's literally why I, you know, all these podcasts are p- popping up. Everybody got an opinion. Everybody has a, a great point of view that nobody nine times out of ten don't want to listen to unless it's you know part of their tribe or part of their ideology. It's it's just a weird popularity contest, you know what I mean? Um, I guess. I don't know if it's necessarily about it being a popularity contest. I just think that each era comes with a set of ideals that are indicative of that era. Like in the fifties and sixties, the the ideals that were indicative indicative of the fifties and sixties were it's okay to hate black people. It's okay to kill them. It's okay to do whatever the fuck you want to do to them. And you can put it on the in the news. You cannot put it in the news, whatever, because their lives don't matter. And mm-hmm. today... <coughs> Progression. People... It's, more, <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot more covert. Uh, however, that has not changed a hell of a whole lot. You know. And sh- ain't the um, But... Today, it's about inclusion, LOL. Because <laughs> it's inclusion with the asterisk. Well, like, inclusion, but. Nah, that's, that's some bullshit, because even in the 50s and 60s, they'll let one or two black person do well or live next to them. But if a bunch of niggas start winning... No. A, a, a bunch of black people start doing good, uh, that's a problem. no. When you say live next to them, what do you mean? I mean, I'm saying like there was definitely segregation. 
I mean, fair, but there always has been that 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 one Negro rule. Like you, you notice? No, no. Like you notice how big Kevin Hart is as far as like a megastar, right? Yeah. Like before that, the, the Dave Chappelle, and before that, it was Eddie Murphy. Like it's that one Negro rule that kind of. It's like the unspoken rule. Yeah. But yeah, like that. And it's and it's a, and it's sad that rule still applies, but that's uh that that just uh shows the the level of uh hate and disgust for another person's success. I don't think it's necessarily hate and disgust all the time. I think it's being threatened. They feel threatened. A lot of times black people in Hollywood are only able to break into Hollywood because they've done a whole lot of stereotypical shit in order to get them there. Look at look at Taraji P. Henson. Look at all the roles that she played before she got to be in Hidden Colors. Not Hidden Colors, oh my God. Uh, hidden Figures. Hell, I mean... I don't want to. I don't want to put down Empire, but that's low key kind of a stereotypical role. Oh no, put it down. Um, it earned it. Lee Daniels earned that, that. But yes, it is a very and I, I and then think about the Lee uh, Lee Daniels uh, other films, The Butler. That was the most coonish. Okay, yeah. Uh, story I've ever heard that in my life. Precious. I'm gonna pretend that movie don't exist <laughs> for real. <laughs> I could not make it through that movie, That's bro. That's such a hard movie to that, watch. Like if you if you watch it once and, and you want, like if you like uh, no bullshit. If they said they're coming out with a Precious Two, I'm not seeing that shit. Who's gonna go see that? Like I know this sound fucked up. It was a great movie, but like there's some movies you only see once. Like Moonlight, I only seen once. <laughs> I only made it through it once, and I didn't know it was like that at first. Because Kim was like, "Hey, let's go to see Moonlight. It's gonna be a great movie." I said, "Okay, well, I mean, I, I had no idea what it was about. No idea. Oh, because <laughs> I knew something was up. Yikes! I mean, I, I ain't gonna spoil the movie too much, and then we're gonna move on. I knew something was wrong when he was like a little kid, and he was enjoying playing, uh, jumping on top of other little boys a Wait. little bit too much. Wait, you knew something was wrong. I knew something was different. Okay, you're not like you know how like you, you don't want to say he certain people are gay or, or funny. You just you just be like he different. Okay, and I just got that vibe because he was because this boy was had like a Chuck E. Cheese smile when he was just playing with his friends out in the open by himself. I'm like, boy, he sure is having some fun. And then later on in the movie, I'm like, oh, okay. But yeah, I think um, it's a great movie. Uh, yeah, it's probably one of my favorite movies that came out that year. Or was that 2016? That was last year. Yeah. Okay. Um. Anyway, what I was. It's true that there is there is kind of the token at every point. Oh, definitely. But oh, what, yeah. oh, what yeah. I think is changing that is black people are getting a lot more vocal about what's happening in these arenas, uh, whether it's out of anger or jealousy, like Jada Pinkett in 2015, when she was asking black actors to boycott the Oscars. Was that was that the Oscars? Yeah. Oscars so black? Yeah. Oscars um, are so white. Oh, Oscars so white. Yeah, yeah, Um, No matter what fueled it, I think that that needs to happen for people to open up their eyes and actually pay attention. It's so crazy that so many people who are not black, white people, whoever, can watch the Oscars and not make... I'm sure they've had the thought, okay, literally everybody on the stage is... Do they think that? No, because that's where they feel comfortable. Like, literally, we, we was talking about that because, uh, you know, me and you be going out to restaurants. If if a white person comes in and they don't see enough white people, nine times out of ten, they're going to leave. You know what? They it's leave. so crazy. I had a um, I had a coworker when I was working. Ooh, I'm not going to say name. Okay. <laughs> I had a coworker um, that I got really close to, and this rubbed me the wrong way. We were going to... We were talking about, like, different chicken places or whatever. Yeah. And um, and so when I was talking to her, this coworker is white. 
just full disclosure, I'm talking to her about this place, and it's not too far from where we both lived, lived at the time. And she was like, um, will I be out of place if I go? I said, what do you mean? And I knew exactly what she meant when she said that, but I wanted her to say it out loud so she can hear herself say that bullshit. Oh, no. She was like, uh... Am I going to be the only one who looks like me? I said, the only one with brown hair. The only one who wears jean jackets. The only one wearing flip-flops. The only one what? She was like, Kim, you know what I mean, don't you? I said, nope. I have no clue what you're talking about. Kim, I mean, am I going to be the only white person? I said, you know what? I'm the only black person every day that I come to this office. Which shouldn't be this way because this is a media company and in journalism school, you learn that your uh, staff is supposed to represent the demographics of the communities that you are serving. So there should be a lot more black people, Asian people, Hispanic people, and yet I am the only minority on the staff. And you can't simply go into a restaurant and get your chicken and walk out. Silence. Don't come to me with no bullshit like that. I don't understand how people can... That's the thing. When you don't have enough friends who don't look like you, that's when you say bullshit like that. I mean, I'm not even surprised anymore. You, like, like I, I really just, uh, it's another day of life. And But at the same time, uh, don't come at me with the bull. No, not me neither. Because I'll check you real quick. Clearly, because she had, she was mum. She had shit say for the rest of the day to me, and I'm glad because I didn't, I didn't want to hear anything else to she had to say after that. Why? What do we have to talk about? You just showed, you just showed your own hand, girl. Why is that an issue? I want to on the same on the wavelength of people not paying attention to race relations until it's presented to them and it's slapped it they get slapped in the face with it. Last topic is Rihanna with this Fenty Beauty release. Or we I'm can not just talk get, about Rihanna. Why could she find? Understatement. Okay. Um here's here's what I want to say about this. I'm not gonna deep dive into the makeup because girl, my pockets. Um, ain't tried no fancy yet. Ain't no f- fancy in my bathroom. However, it will be soon, maybe. Because uh, I want to support. And I, she has 40 shades. That's crazy. Here's what I'm going to say about this. For some, for a person who has n- never been in the beauty industry, to say, I want to be so inclusive that just about every woman can find a shade, a foundation that looks close to her skin color. And there are makeup brands who have been doing this for hundreds, hundreds of years and have five shades and want to call deep dark the color of this tan ass table. You think that that's going to match somebody who is my color? The fuck? And now all of a sudden you see Rihanna with these 40 shades. Now here you come with your marketing team trying to get somebody who look like um, Grace Jones and a Leck Weck and you trying to find some dark colors all of a sudden. Bitch, you didn't, you was not checking for us until Listen. you saw that there was actually a market for that. You knew black people existed. Listen. Now you want to act like you care. Get the fuck out of here. Listen, man. Uh, first thing first, shout out Rihanna for uh, dropping this makeup line. Number yes. two, um, I mean, I hate to say duh, but this is one of them duh moments. Like, I mean, just like, like when when the uh, the market doesn't listen to the market, that's a problem. Like, uh, like everybody is shocked that Rihanna's doing this. Uh, pl- there's more plus size models. All that. I'm like, they've been here. That market has literally been untouched for what twenty some years. Maybe more than that. Exactly. It's been untouched. But you know how many dark skinned chicks on on all my timelines were rejoicing? Who are fine? Like fine. 
They could have been in these campaigns. Yeah. But these makeup companies don't give a fuck about black people to the point where they didn't feel the need to waste, quote unquote, their money on making colors that fit darker people. You want to call deep dark the color of a fucking payday. The fuck? Okay, who does that fit? Selena Gomez? That's not deep dark, bitch. Why does it take someone who's not even in that world to show you that you need to be trying to cater to people outside of somebody who's not Middle Eastern? That shouldn't be the darkest shade that you have. The fuck? I mean, I mean, come on now. I mean, let's again, another elephant out the room. I mean, white has been the quote unquote beauty standard. So, I mean, Becky don't need the dark, dark. Uh, she don't. She don't. So, I mean. Why even call it that then? What? I mean, hey. Be real. Call it. Come on now. Call first, it we, August we, 10 or some shit. First thing first. Uh, oh, a pumpkin color. <laughs> pumpkin latte color. But my thing is, listen, man, I'm. I'm not going to put too much energy into this. All I'm going to say is, hey, Rihanna, good thing you got your money. Spread the word to all you other uh, black entrepreneurs. Take notice, because there's plenty of lanes they left us out of. Sure. Plenty. Sure. Like, you know how many black podcasts it is now? Yeah. Think about think about 20 years ago. Think about how many popping black radio shows it was. <laughs> 20 years ago. Now, now you <laughs> now, now, now you can't even get through your, your timeline without somebody having a dope podcast. I love that. Oh, and shout out uh Sit With Us Podcast. They sh- uh they shouted us out and tagged us all week. We appreciate yeah, it. Mo, we appreciate it. Yeah. Uh we I just hope that we take the same um, passion that we have for fashion and beauty and music, and we apply that to other uh, other realms. We need grocery stores. We need banks. We need hospitals. Yeah, we need hospitals. Oh, we lawyers. Gas, we need law. Oh God, we need lawyers like we ain't never needed nothing else. We need gas stations. We need all that shit. We just need to take. If we are able to get our money up. And to be able to pull that shit together, we cannot be stopped. All the bullshit that happens to black people all the time that we can't even control because we're co- we're spokes in a wheel. If we yeah. start getting some money, they're going to have to see us because we got this money. And then, and then, okay, let me let me lay this on, on your head. Do you got anything else after this? No. Nah. Okay, and, and then we're going to uh, wrap this up. All right. Think about it. Every culture eats off us. How many many Asian kids need a scholarship? How many Asian, Indian, uh, all those, uh, you know, foreigners really need a scholarship? They they set up shop in the hood, open up a bodega, a gas stop. Okay, they don't all have that. Okay, fair. Open up a... a little Chinese chain, oh, a hair shot, a beauty supply. And that blows me. The fuck? <laughs> Why don't we have beauty salons? Y'all, I mean, beauty supply you, stores, you, y'all. You know what? You, the fuck? I, you, we know what we need. You know what? It was so rare to me because, you know, EJ, his parents own a beauty shop, but that just always was shocking me. I'm like, I was, they like, and he told me, like, hey, we the only black one in foreign. That said, don't make no motherfucking sense, bro. We know what we need for our hair, bro. Why don't we have beauty supply stores? For real. Why don't we have that? Yeah, where am I getting my curl kit from? But anyway. <laughs> I need you to stop. When but, you gonna stop? Anyway, uh, hey man, moral of the story, be black, be proud, and build. I, yeah, I guess that's the only way we can wrap this up. Thank y'all so much for listening. Um, please follow us on SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, Spreaker, and the Apple Podcast app. Shout out to Flaw 700 for adding us to the Podcast Brothers Network. Also, shout out to Q for adding us to the Critical Dump. Um, and we are, we're just trying to, as he just said, build. Um, hopefully get this word out a little bit more widespread. Um 
You can find all of us or us two at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Talking Greasy. And YouTube. Yeah, and YouTube. Um, I'm at K Diggs on Twitter, K A Y D I G S on Instagram. I am Whitney Screwston. And on Snapchat, I am Okra Winfrey. Hey, it's uh, your boy Darnell. Uh, Snapchat, Instagram, and Twitter. Darnell does it. And also, uh, if you want to uh, hire Kim, uh, she's a freelance writer and a graphics art uh, provider. Please uh, message her. And also, do not forget our phone number, 469-4... Well, damn, I forgot it. I'm done. 469-454-8231. If you want to leave us a message. And also, hit us up at TalkingGreasy at gmail.com. If you want to be sponsored on the show, we got uh, very reasonable packages uh, for you to advertise on the show. Because, hey, like I said, we want to spread love, but uh, we got there is a maintenance fee. Because we got to keep this uh, ball moving over here, man. Yeah. Because you know what? It ain't easy talking greasy. We out. up you guys my name is kim and i am just coming to let you know that we are sponsored by takeen takeen is a line of premium cocktails made with agave nectar orange wine and natural flavors for an exotic and fresh taste if you want to see how we remix takeen you can find me in my kitchen every tuesday on takeen tuesdays where i'll be trying to whip up drinks um last one was our take on Sangria, which is inspired by at Drinksakeen on Instagram. So follow them. You can also find all of the Takeen flavors, which are passion fruit, grapefruit, and cucumber lime at H-E-B, Kroger, Goody, and Specs. It is only $12.99. Sunshine, sunshine.